When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good afternoon and welcome to Live on Lunch Break with Dad and Nerd Dad, me, Joe Williamson, where we talk parenting, pop culture, and politics. How are you? Been a bit of a stretch before I did since my last one of these. I think the last one I did was like Tuesday. Now it's Thursday. It's a long gap for me. It's a very long gap for me. I, of course, will bring you some nonsense that I have found interesting. In the past week or so, I want to, of course, start by saying thank you to Cryer Media. Cryer Media, home of this and other things. (laughs) So, um, thanks to Cryer Media for hosting this and the other things. It's a good program. Head over to Cryer.co. Also want to get you to hit subscribe or follow wherever you're watching this. It helps the numbers and there's a chance I might make money. I'm not yet. But maybe one day. Um, so that helps. First thing I want to talk about today is the theme music. That little uh, little little jaunt at the beginning of the show. And I say that because uh, I had a viewer, I had a listener, I had a friend of mine. Goes by the name of Ollie. Ollie, I know you're listening. And he said to me, Joe, I hate the new intro music. I hate it. I want some rock and roll. Well, Ollie, I'll never change it now that you've said you hate it. (laughs) That's just the kind of guy I am. Um, In fact, here it is again for you. That second introduction was just for Ollie because he hates it. By request, Ollie, you get the introduction again. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. So uh, listen, we'll have some fun today. So what are we going to talk about? Well, the first thing I want to talk about is Blippy. So much to learn about. It'll make you want to shout Blippy. All right. So um, this is a bit of a PSA for parents. Uh, Blippy is on tour right now. He's uh, starting to schedule his world tour events. And if you are familiar with Blippy, you might already know where I'm going with this. If you're not, let's let's take a little journey together. Uh, so Blippy is a YouTube celebrity. He started as a YouTube celebrity. Children's entertainer. Um, a child in a man's body, essentially, is the, the gimmick. And honestly... It's not the worst thing my kids have ever watched. Uh, My oldest used to be obsessed with him. My youngest totally loves him. 
And my wife recently pointed out that he is coming to town uh, and uh, maybe we should get some tickets. Maybe we should go see it. I said no, but that is because he's coming right around when my wife is expecting our third child. And I don't want to be in the middle of Blippi and have her water break or something. Um, I'm not sure how that would play out. Honestly, she's so close to giving birth within the next month and a month and a half or so. Anytime she schedules anything greater than two weeks out, I'm kind of like, mm, this feels like a bad idea. I feel like we're tempting fate. So um, I said, no, no, thanks. Let's schedule things for June, July. Let's give us some month, some time here. But I digress. So the PSA for Blippi, for parents who might be inclined to maybe get their kids some tickets. You will not be seeing the Blippi you know and love. Or maybe not you know and love, but your kids know and love. You won't even be seeing the second actor. So the first actor was Stephen John. He's the founder, creator of Blippi. He tried to do this several years ago. Go live on tour. And naturally, Blippi on tour, Stephen John is Blippi. We uh, people assumed, parents assumed they would be seeing Stephen John. But in the fine print, they realized it was an actor portraying Blippi. You wouldn't be seeing the OG Blippi. And this caused a huge stink. Tickets refunded, programs pulled back. And honestly, the whole Blippi live on tour thing went, went back to the uh, the drawing board. So what they did was they introduced a new actor as Blippi. And kind of like a dual host kind of thing. He looks kind of like Blippi. He sounds a lot like Blippi. His mannerisms are down packed. And honestly, he's a really good actor portraying Blippi. His name is Clayton Grimm. And uh, I think they did that to whet the appetite of parents and children that, hey, Blippi is a character. Multiple people can play him. Most common comparison I hear is Blue's Clues. So, um, when it comes to this live show, it says on the website, for Blippi, the Wonderful World Tour, the character Blippi will be played by a professional, by professional stage performers selected specifically for the stage show. You're not getting Stephen John. You're not getting Clayton Grimm. You're getting probably a local hire. I say this just to give you a heads up. Maybe you have a conversation with your parent, with your uh, your kid before you go. If you get tickets, uh, give them a heads up. It's not going to be the Blippy. It's going to be a Blippy. Um, I'm sure they'll have fun as long as you don't make a big stink out of it. I'm sure they won't make a big stink out of it. But just keep it in mind. Moving it right along, King of the Hill revival is heading to Hulu. And I love this. <laughs> King of the Hill is an all-time underrated show. I don't think it gets enough credit or respect for being a show that we all used to watch. Um, and unlike um, like Roseanne or The Connors, where they're, they, it's similar premise, but I think that the creative team behind it is all the original. It's Mike Judge. It's the same group. Um I think they're going to do a phenomenal job with bringing King of the Hill 
into modern society. In fact, the executives had to say, we're also excited to welcome back Hank, Peggy, and Bobby and to see what they have been up to, or what see what they have to say about the world we live in and continue the conversations we began years ago. This show has all of the perfect ingredients to meet this moment in animation at Hulu, and we're so thankful to be having those conversations alongside this talented group. And honestly, the idea of Hank navigating um, pronouns, the idea of um, Bobby maybe requesting to change his pronouns is just ripe with content. Um, because the thing about King of the Hill, the thing about Trailer Park Boys, the thing about um, the Connors after Roseanne is it's a relatable topic. And it, 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 it goes back as far as All in the Family and Archie Bunker. Somebody who is trying, trying to move forward with the times, but is still stuck in the past. And, you know, if, if someone, if someone is making an effort to try to evolve and adapt and say, and do the right thing, I think that most people can relate to that and say, ah, they're trying and there's an uh, there, there's something that's endearing about that they're, they're they're prepared to to have that moment in time um and that's what something like king of the hill is going to be able to do and i i'm really looking forward to this i'm not uh i don't watch a ton of animation these days i kind of you know bob's burgers i haven't i never got into Ro uh rick and morty or any of the other shows uh but archer bob's burgers those are the only two i still watch i will i will i will watch king of the hill King of the Hills, good, good times. And also, just it has to be noted, my favorite episode of King of the Hill is the one where Bobby takes a woman's self-defense class. And before he gets in a fight, yells, I don't know you, and kicks the guy in the crotch. Classic. Hearing Bobby explain to his dad why he's getting suspended from school for kicking another child in the testicles. Just gold. Chef's kiss. Moving right along. Man, 10 minutes. 10 minutes already. I'm sure you saw this. I wrote an article about it for Cryer.co. But AMC Theaters in the States is moving to price their tickets by seat location. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Patrons will pay less for front row seats via value sightline tickets and preferred sightline tickets will typically be in the middle of the auditorium and cost slightly more than standard sightline seats. So my first thought when this occurred was, uh, who still goes to the movies? Since COVID, I haven't been. It's been three years. And I want to take my kids to the movies, um, but I, uh, I just, you know, it's 20 bucks for popcorn. And, and now, now I'm going to pay 
a premium seat for my kid to want to run around the whole time. I guess maybe a cheap seat's my way to go. Second thought I had was this is going to create almost like a Ticketmaster second gig economy. Those aftermarket ticket sales. Because while I will not pay a premium seat to go see a movie on opening day, there are people right on this network. Rookie, producer Chris, head of production here. He would pay premium to sit front row center during the latest Star Wars movie. I promise you. I even talked to him about it. Same with Jedi Jimmy. And they're the ones that could be taken advantage of. Because some bot is going to purchase all of the tickets for opening night, front row center, maybe right through the back, all those premium seats. And they're going to end up on the secondary market. Now, it's not going to be quite as lucrative as, let's say, Ticketmaster, because Ticketmaster, it's, you know, it's a concert. Typically, it's one night, maybe two nights. Movies can go on forever. If you just wait and are patient enough, you can see it whenever you want. Again, I'm in the movies in years. I just pay for various streaming services. But there will be a demand. And it will end up on a StubHub type website. And if AMC is really smart, they will create that secondary website and house those after ticket sales and take a little cut every time they're sold. So my advice to the executives of AMC who clearly listen to this show. Uh, so let's see what we got here. We've got uh, next up something that's just plain stupid. I love stupid. Don't you love stupid? Uh, I read this and I was just like, huh? Amazon is planning a new Marvel style Tomb Raider universe. Oh, really? Are they planning a Marvel style Tomb Raider universe? With who? <laughs> There's, I, I don't know one other character outside of Laura Croft. Who? Who are they planning to build this universe around? I went, and as you can tell, I do a little research. I don't just I don't just make up everything I do on the show here. Um, but I went and I googled Tomb Raider universe, Tomb Raider characters. I could find one, one. Even the press release doesn't say who they're going to build these shows around. For all the enjoyment I get out of those Marvel movies, they have fucked so many creative enter uh, entertainment uh, entities. That's the word I'm looking for, entities. Because it was so successful. And they continue to do it, and we're on phase five or whatever the hell it is. Um, but everyone wants to copy the universe, the MC universe. DC tried it, completely failed, lost tons of money, or maybe just made a little bit. Decided to scrap the whole thing. James Gunn's got to figure the whole fucking thing out. But even they are still continuing to try to do it. The Batman movie, which I talked about last week, is getting the Penguin spinoff. It might have been the week before, whatever. Is getting the Penguin spinoff because they're trying to create this little Batman universe. And now, now Amazon wants to build a universe around one character. 
they haven't made one good Tomb Raider movie yet. And they want to build a universe around one character. That is going to rely... The, the writer is going to have to be just spectacular. Otherwise, it's going to be another flop. It's just so dumb. And speaking of so dumb, but for all of the wrong reasons... Um, the Last of Us, and I'm going to kind of read here this headline from Screen Rant. Uh, the Last of Us, Episode 3, was review-bombed despite widespread acclaim. The Last of Us, Episode 3, has earned the love of audiences and critics. Unfortunately, it has also earned the attention of review-bombers who went on IMDb to hammer the project by providing over 27,000 reviews, rating the episode a 1 out of 10. Full disclosure, I haven't watched The Last of Us. I hear it's fantastic. And the way people were talking about Episode 3 specifically made me felt like, holy shit, I am missing out on something. I might watch this. I have one quick problem with that. I will never be able to watch it because I watch most of my TV with my wife and she'll never watch a uh, zombie type movie show. I already watched Zombieland, and I think that's about the extent that I'm going to get it. And that's only because I had screened it and said, it's actually pretty funny. You should check this out. So, what I do know about Episode 3, besides the fact that it might be the greatest hour of television ever recorded, is that it features a little, uh, little homosexual relationship there. Ron Swanson falls in love with the another actor i don't know because again i haven't watched it i do know that much though which is all you need to know about why they review bombed this thing with 27,000 one star reviews i don't know what city you're listening this to this in but there's probably a stadium where a professional sports or minor league sports team plays Picture filling that with a bunch of homophobic assholes all voting this this movie or show one star. If you are the type of individual who would go out of their way to do this, respectfully, respectfully, go fuck yourself. Just, just go fuck yourself. Um, there's no need... For you to do that. It's a TV show. About zombies. And a fictional. Love story. Go fuck yourself. Because you're probably also the type of person. Who will actually. Go protest. One of the drag shows that is all the rage. To protest these days. Or you're the type of person. To take their kids. To an anti-abortion rally. Because there's a very specific type of person. Who is motivated. To the point of. I'm going to rate a show. One star. Because of a relationship. And you're an asshole. If you're that type of person. You're just an asshole. So. I knew I was going to end on a rant. <laughs> I just. I just. Oh I saw it and. 
And I just was like, well, what the, you know, it's, it's indicative of, of these, of where we are these days. Can't have nice things. Can't have nice things. Anyways, I digress. Uh, look, I want to thank you for staying tuned for, you know, we're coming up on the 20 minute mark. Follow me on all the socials. I'm that nerd dad or that nerd dad podcast. Uh, have some guests lined up for the live program. Uh, it'll be the first time I go live with a guest Monday. Author of a kid's book that is not for kids. <laughs> so stay tuned for that. That's going to be a fun one on Monday. And just today, thanks to the Twitter gods that are, uh, I think I'm going to get Spenny on the show from Kenny and Spenny. We're going to talk parenting. He said, yes, it's on Twitter. It's a binding contract. As far as I'm concerned, he has to do the show. Now at this point in time, I would, I cannot wait to talk to Spenny about parenting. It's going to be a fun one when that one comes about. If not, we'll see you at least once next week. When I go live with the author, LA Cunningham, uh, to talk about her kid's book, R is for rabies or babies for rabies. I'm forgetting, but it's going to be awesome. One more time for Ollie. This one's for you, buddy. And if you're just tuning in, the show's over. I played that to annoy a viewer who's a regular. <laughs> be well, be safe, and we'll talk next week. For listening. Damn. It is your favorite girl. That's right. It's the Ali Mars, the one and the only. Everyone else just ain't me. I am the host of Welcome to Mars, a lifestyle podcast where nothing is off the table. I have come a long way from sex and dating and have transformed the new vibe to all things lifestyle. We still talk sex, but I'm more interested in the journey, where people have come from, how they made it, and where they're going. Subscribe or follow to a brand new look and a brand new era. Welcome to Mars. Subscribe or follow on Apple, Spotify, Google, or at theallymars.com. Because even with the new look, I'm still that same bitch you love to hate. Do, did, will, the Story of People podcast is now available on the Cryer Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks, Undercurrent Podcast at NBC Sports. Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holawati from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Crier Media Network.